back, everybody, to Movie Reel for part two of Revenge of the Sith. I'm Kevin Tracy. I'm Samantha Tomlinson. I'm Ben Deckert. So where we last left off, um, we kind of got to the pivotal point of the birth of Darth Vader. Um, what were what were your kind of initial reactions on this one, Sam? So, well, okay, so the second Zomates Windu's thrown out the window and uh, Darth, and, sorry, Darth Vader, Anakin is like freaking out. He's just like crying, like, what have I done? Oh my God. And this scene for me has always been kind of weird because I think the first time I saw this, and I think I said this to you when we watched it, um, I didn't feel, and again, it's different now because I know what happens and when it happens. But upon my initial, like my first watch, I felt like he he's being given the name Darth Vader and he's officially pledging himself over to Palpatine. And am I supposed to feel as an audience member, am I supposed to feel in this moment that he's Darth Vader or just that this is his new name and he's still Anakin? Cause I didn't quite feel that he was Darth Vader yet. And I felt like if I'm supposed to believe that it feels like they're just jumping up. They're just jumping a couple steps, skipping a couple steps before like he actually fully is. And there's moments throughout his like, you know, rampage throughout the rest of the movie that I feel like that's Anakin. That's not Darth Vader. So I kind of think in this moment also just his reaction, he is torn up. He just, you know, he didn't kill Mace Windu, but he definitely played a role in his death. Um, he, he was very much a main reason why he is no longer alive. Um, even though a lot of people are saying that, like, you know, oh no, Mace Windu totally survives. Like, uh, oh no, Mace Windu totally survived. He's he's just chilling out. Yeah, there. yeah. There's so many. There were Without so many hands. theories that like Snoke was actually like Mace Windu. What? Yeah, you know, Snoke, the most useful character in the sequels. We'll get to that next year. Piece of shit. Well. <laughs> I have there's there's other theories on Snoke. But I'll oh, get so many. But um, just the fact that he's so torn up about it, it just to me, I just didn't believe that he would be like still in this moment be ready to join Palpatine. He knows right now, like I just helped Palpatine kill Mace Windu. Like he, I understand he will do anything to save Padme, but I think there should have been a little more hesitation. Or like, you know, Minnow Palpatine giving one more plea of this is the only way you can save your wife or something. Because that's the whole reason he's doing this. And it, to me, just makes no sense. Well, that... I mean, he kind of does get that, that final plea. It's like, no, I, I know, but save the ones you love. He's freaking out so much about having, you know, about Mace Windu that I just don't. It to me, it just seems like it doesn't seem very feasible that he would just be right then and there be ready to join Palpatine because he's so torn up about it. That's my, I, I, that's my current issue. Okay. I, I can kind of see where you're coming from on that. Um, my, my main thing is how quickly he came up with a name for, for Vader. I know. Was and, he thinking about this? Yeah. And also <laughs> it, it, it kind of like, don't get me wrong. Vader is a great name. Like Darth Vader is just such an iconic and just ruthless name that it just, it, like we know because of what it's attached to and what it, what he eventually becomes, yeah. but it doesn't. Well, that's that's the other side of it, though. Is the name's only iconic and holds that weight 
because we've grown up knowing what it, it, exactly is but is, is it's exactly but it as just a general name it it's not that intimidating it's vader is closest to father in german yeah because it doesn't kind of meet the rest of the the pattern of the other sith lords we got like darth maul darth tyrannus darth uh, uh darth sidious like darth malgus darth plagueis like all these like kind of like insidious na- I, yeah like all these like various evil like sounding names and it's like we have darth vader what does that mean i don't know it's like we have darth isn't insidious there a joke, yeah uh isn't there like a joke like instead of darth maul like darth paul or something probably <laughs> i i feel like i typed that and i think it's a thing but it wasn't like i don't think like there was anything prominent enough that i felt the need to report it to you but i mean it was more of the fact that his name is maul maul rhymes with paul how is there not a dark paul <laughs> your tactics just sounds your like tactics an SNL character. frighten me sir <laughs> That sounds like that sounds like an SNL <laughs> character. Like it really does. You love Darth Maul. Here's his his uh, brother, Darth Paul. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah. His, his. Yeah. But like Darth Maul's actual brother's name, Savage Opress, Savage Oppressor. It's like they're all just yeah. very evil names. <laughs> and then we get Vader. It's just like where's that fit in? Like it doesn't meet the pattern that has already been established. Like it, it would have made more sense if we called them like. Uh, oh god like like darth suppressor or something <laughs> yeah like um, like i mean like we have yeah. like darth nihilist darth bay like all these like evil names that like set like just like their actual name is like nihilist like it'll annihilate us like it just it fits a theme of like what they do vader what does vader mean it means father it's like okay i guess that kind of makes sense because he's going to be a father but yeah Darth yeah, Daddy. Darth Daddy. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> I, I guess like I, I guess yeah. I kind of, I guess that kind of goes with the theme of like him choking Imperials and they're like uh, harder. <laughs> Ew. Yes. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I agree with the name, um, but I feel like I I thought about that, but I thought the least amount it. About that, if anything, I focused more on what I everything I just said. Um, yeah. But it did well, occur I, to I, me. I, well, I also feel like it didn't really like factor too much into you because you you don't know like a lot of like the various Sith names. No, like, but ha- I, like half of what I just said, I think just kind of went over your head. I knew obviously some of those names, not all of them. But if anything, yeah. I it did occur to me like how long has he been thinking Vader? Like, is this a pun? Is this Palpatine just being funny because he knows, oh, it's funny. Anakin's about to be a father, so I'll make him Darth Father. <laughs> like, like, or is it just, had, I mean, he been I thinking about, had he been thinking about this for a while? Like, or did it just come, just come out of nowhere? Like, I, I thought about that, but I didn't think so I, much I don't on know it, I guess. It, yeah, I don't know if there's, like, any, like, significant meaning to his name uh, from, like, Palpatine's point of view yeah. for naming him that, but... um. It kind of just more like it kind of goes by very quickly and it's like, all right, it's like, OK, you're Vader, you're a Sith now, you're my apprentice. All right. Game plan. Um, We need to kill all the Jedi. You mind going to the temple and taking that out for me? It's like, OK, like very quickly, like all conflict of yeah. like, him betraying Mace Windu is gone and he just goes to the temple and plays like probably like my favorite music in this movie. Oh, of, like, the temple yes. March. 
this is with like all the yes. clothes such a great scene and yeah okay yes all that then this um, scene is so powerful and intense and i think yeah music wise this is definitely i think one of my favorite pieces of music um definitely in this movie maybe in the prequels i mean phantom phantom menace actually has a lot of great pieces of music yeah we talked it, a little it, bit about for but. me it's it's right like the temple march theme is right up there with duel of the fates and the imperial march it is so iconic to me and i feel like it's more like the more underrated themes in there like like binary sunset is a, a classic uh-huh. classic bit of like star wars um like fanfare and and like music but like temple march i feel like is kind of like the ones that is just people recognize it when they hear it but they don't really i guess i don't want to say appreciate it because like there is an appreciation for it because like every time i hear it i get goosebumps yeah but um, also this the meaning of like what this is all what is about to happen yeah but i i and he kind of goes back into what, what i was trying to say of um like palpatine pretty much like orders him like hey i need you to go there and like kill all the jedi and then we, we kind of get into another scene. But the fact that Anakin agrees to it so quickly after being so conflicted. Yeah. It's like, really? You 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 turned on a dime real fast, my friend. Um, See, exactly. Like, what, what, happened, what happened to the conflict, like, all of two seconds ago where you were, like, almost bawling your eyes out over what you just did? And now it's like, now, now he's just, like, decapitating children. It's like, no problem. It's like, Jeez, okay. See, when... Calm down there, Ted Bundy. That's just... Well, Ted Bundy didn't kill kids. He just killed women. Well, I don't <laughs> know serial killers. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't think he killed kids. Anyway, um, but uh, <laughs> I think... I'm not an expert. I don't know. But anyway... Um, I don't... I, I swear, like, I, I don't know if this is a stereotype, but it seems like, like every, like woman i know watches like a true crime podcast so you I don't told know me once you once on. told me you said you feel like every like like women they either are into supernatural stuff or true crime or like cop crime and i'm i'm definitely i love both i no, i'm i'm like a little into supernatural <clears throat> but not stuff not as much i'm more i love true crime and stuff but anyway regardless um yeah, it, yeah. um uh this <laughs> This was my, I agree with you. I felt like that was, that was my issue was I felt like his conflict and then just so willing to be like killing all the Jedi. If, if, if he, if he was more like, is there another way or is like, why? Like, like, you know, if some, I mean, I guess he knows why, but it's like some other kind of something to match what happened literally a minute ago would just make this a little more consistent. Well, that's, that was just kind of, what what happened in Palpatine's office was kind of the last right, nail in the coffin right. for Anakin becoming disillusioned with the Jedi. It'd been going and, on for a long time. Yeah, and I then. think Palpatine does a great job at making it look like the Jedi are about to take over, and he's being like he does a great job of manipulating Anakin. And I I totally understand that. It just it's really just that conflict of he just killed Mace Wind, Mace Windu. It seems weird that he's just so willing to yeah let's sure let's let's go do this, but. I was watching this and I realized I forgot there are scenes. I said this before in Phantom Menace and in Attack of the Clones. There are these scenes that I seem to just completely forget. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that happened. But in this movie, I realized I completely forgot. He tells Anakin to go to the temple and then and then 
while we're seeing that march, uh, Palpatine, you know, basically sends out the message and saying, execute order 66. And I'm like, <laughs> wouldn't it have made more sense for maybe him to say, okay, go to the temple. Then we see Palpatine send out the message. And then we see Anakin go to the, like go into the temple and seeing that scene. There are, I feel like that, as well as like that scene right before he goes to, you know, Palpatine's office and like with Mace Windu and stuff, both of those scenes, I'm like, does this make sense right here? Should this be moved? I feel like it makes it's, sense. Those two things are supposed okay. to be going on almost simultaneously. Yeah. And there's just no yeah. good way um, to show I, that. Um, also, uh, we, we, we kind of bypassed a, a very important scene of that of, um, General Grievous. Yeah, death I realized and, that. I was just thinking that. Obi Wan. Um, it's like, oh wait, this all happened. Yes. Someone civilized. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh wait, this all happens after Grievous died. So, uh, Sam, what was your opinion of like Grievous and like him having four arms and four lightsabers? Like, what was your kind of opinion? I mean, on that? it was. It's like fun. It's kind of like instead of Darth Maul having like a two sided lightsaber, it's or two bladed lightsaber, like. It's just um, makes yeah, the stakes the a little higher. Makes the yeah, makes the conflict a little more complex. It's um, I I have no real. I mean, does do you think like Obi Wan knows who each of those you know uh, lightsabers belong to? They're not hand, are the handles that different. Yes, uh, every lightsaber is unique. Yeah, because yeah. they build them. Yeah, they're right? they're each handmade by the individual Jedi. There's yeah, so like there's a, a few... decent chance he would know who they came from. Yeah, or at least have like reckon, or at least recognize it to a certain degree. Like the only, like I think the only like lightsabers that are like pretty much identical are like the the Jedi, the two uh, twin Jedi sisters from Clone Wars. I think like they had like purposefully like identical like lightsabers because you know we're twins. Why not? Yeah, I I didn't have a. Grievous, though, in Clone Wars seems to be, like, him and, aside from Maul, Grievous and Clone Wars and first, like, Obi-Wan is this, like, continuing, like, they are, like, each other's, like, enemy. Like, oh, like they... Oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're open rivals yeah. at this And point. I felt like at this, the movie, I mean, obviously the movie, because we don't see all that, I didn't, you don't really get that vibe in the movie. Um, but it, it was just, it just makes it, like, a it's a really interesting lightsaber fight to view, especially because we've already seen, we got a pretty typical lightsaber fight in the beginning. We're going to get an incredibly heavy emotional lightsaber fight coming up. It makes sense also why we would be getting one with four or just something different than what we have yeah, and are it, about to see. And I, I think different is the the right word for this because I feel like, like we, we said it before, it's just trying to one up the craziness of, having Maul's double-bladed lightsaber. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, oh, we need to show that, like, you know, they're trying to, like, experiment and do, like, crazy ways to kill Jedi. And it's like, well, let's see if this guy works because he's been killing Jedi for a while. Each each lightsaber belongs to a different Jedi. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, Another fine addition to my collection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, spot on Grievous impersonation. Just cough maniacally into a microphone. People love to hear that. Um, so uh, Obi-Wan kills Grievous in probably like the 
least OE one fashion by just yeah. shooting him right in the heart, and he just spontaneously combusts from that. But well, then he's like, after getting knocked onto a platform and his lightsaber falling down. Yeah, I know, but it's just well like below him, so he doesn't have it. So it's not like he just like randomly. He's like, you know, I have this lightsaber, but I'll just shoot him instead. It's he didn't have it. Yeah, I know, but he... I, 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 I just think it's funny that like both like like lightsaber wielding maniacs that he's killed. They both had high ground advantage. He is the only guy who, who is like, I know the high ground inside and out. No one can beat me on the high ground. Only I can beat me on the high ground. So, but then he like just tosses the blaster and is like, how uncivilized. And, yep. um, and, uh, but like, yeah, back to, you know, so now Order 66 is going Order on. Order 66. And it's so heartbreaking. Like, I think at the first time I viewed it, I didn't understand like i know what i knew what it was but i knew what was happening but i didn't fully understand on this emotional level you're, especially since i've seen you weren't as invested in a lot of the characters no especially since now since i've seen like clone wars and rebels and stuff but i was yeah it's now there's so many more things that and it's just like all these they're all elsewhere. just fighting with you know the clones and the jedi had a good relationship and they're all just fighting and then they suddenly just turn on them and like it's like heartbreaking and then uh we get to anakin going into the temple oh uh what sorry during the scene where like all the clones are killing like their their jedi masters i think the most heartbreaking scene uh during this is when uh ayla sakura on felucia gets gunned down by all of her troops because execution style like it's horrible yeah and there's there's a reason for that. There's a theory. There's a theory behind that. That there has been like, so the the clone commander that works under her is Commander Bly, and there's been like various like rumors and various facts that show that they may have had like somewhat of a romantic connection. Wait, who or like some kind of like Commander Bly? Oh, one okay, of the, one of the clone commanders. Okay. Um, he, he's a, he's like the one who has like the the shoulder pauldron and that, like the visor. Why do they have those? Um, Why do some have just them? to to differentiate? Rank oh, okay. And uh, just like differentiate rank and extra armor and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, there, there's like various like theories and rumors that like they had like a romantic relationship. So when Order sixty six came on, he ordered his men to not stop firing until they ran out of ammo, so that way she her death would be fast and as painless as possible because if she survived that initial attack she would be hunted for the rest of her life potentially tortured and a whole bunch of unspeakable things could happen to her so he wanted her death to be as fast as possible and make sure that the job was done so she didn't suffer unintentionally that's horrible oh my that is horrible and i'm i'm kind of disturbed that i know that that is horrible and then it gets even it's like if i have to know that then so do you even more (laughs) Ayla Sakura Sakura is also a interesting Jedi because she was the first Jedi that wasn't created by George Lucas. Oh, she wasn't. She originally showed up in an early comic run before um, Phantom Menace, and George Lucas liked her so much. He's like, "Oh yeah, we'll put her in the movie." Oh, that's awesome! I Fun did not fact. know that. Wow. Now I'm now I'm even more sad that she died. <laughs> but oh my god! And that's the thing is like. I mean, again, I don't want to give anything away in Clone Wars, but like with what we know, um, this actually, this was my other thing about the temple scene because we, again, 
forget like what we I don't want to spoil anything if you haven't seen Clone Wars. Forget, forget what we know about why why the clones were in on it. But um it just seemed yeah. did it like wouldn't as an audience I, I was th- watching them thinking like why would the clones just be again we know that they're in on it but it seems like before we are before okay this is the why I realized I forgot this why I was like does it make sense that this happens before uh we're seeing this before we see Palpatine you know send out the signal like Commander Cody execute order 66 why um we don't know that the clones are in on it so as an audience member, don't you think anyone was like, wait, why are all the clones like, okay, yeah, let's go kill Jedi. Like, in in, in Anakin's well, case, like, because the, there's just so many, he saw so many with them, and they're just, like, following him. Well, I mean, well, I, I think they're just following him because, you know, they're, they're yeah. there to follow the orders. Like, they're his commanding officer. They've been told by the Chancellor to follow this order. And I think initially in Legends... Correct me if I'm wrong, Ben. Order 66 was not what it is now. It was just like an inherent order that they just already. It was just in. It their was just training, in their training that is like if this is or like if this order is is released, you have to follow it to the letter. And now it is what it is now, which is yeah. spoiler. <laughs> it, it's a big spoiler, and I don't I mean, want to get into yeah, that it's one. Just- it's just yeah. killing all the it's just genocide it is elimination of the jedi and then we get to the oh, i 100% my jaw dropped i think at this next part master skywalker there's too many of them what are we going to do so so that that kid yeah. the 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 master skywalker that's the one that everyone thought was snoke what oh yeah because somebody I remember digitally that. aged his face and <laughs> I forgot it about that theory perfectly to snoke that's insane what i forgot well, about i was saying that kid i haven't that's my favorite idea for who oh Snow that would have been great oh but they're apparently that kid like, like hayden christensen have like met up or something or like yeah, they, they, yeah they've met up a couple times <laughs> but like anakin goes in and all the younglings are freaked out and then yeah that one like master skywalker there's too many what are we to do and then he just pulls out his lightsaber and i remember i think kevin you had to pause the tv because i was like what like yeah i mean they are jedi but it did not even occur to me like holy crap and it's kind of heartbreaking later like because- like i had i remember i had to pause it for you and it took you a couple minutes to fully realize what the hell just happened and, <laughs> and it's it, like yeah it's like and I, and I was like uh like i'm like motion for you it's like i'll figure it out and it's like oh my god <laughs> And then it gets even worse because later um, Yoda and Obi-Wan return and they send out the message like all, you know, other Jedi don't come back here. And oh, but but I, know, that, I, I mean, I know, uh, but like on, on, yeah. Yoda's just like and Obi-Wan's just like, who could have done this? And you can kind of see in Obi-Wan and Yoda's face like he knows who did this. Like, I mean, you would, I mean, not you and yes, you and but you know, Obi-Wan <laughs> has like. <laughs> Does not have a clue, or maybe deep down, but he doesn't have a clue. Like, Yoda seems to already kind of know, which is really extra sad. Yeah. Um, But it's also, it's also kind of, I guess before we get too far away, the actual um, naming of Order 66, that's a reference to a real life executive order. 
Oh God. Uh, was ordered 9,066 made on February 19th, 1942 by FDR. That was the one that led to the internment of Japanese Americans. Oh, okay. That is what? That's Oh my God. I, th- Okay, my mind went World War Two. I did not go to that. I thought it was going to be like when Stalin and like the whole, like, if you retreat, we'll shoot you kind of thing. That's where my mind went. I was not prepared oh. for that. I mean, Order 66 is already so messed up, but it's this weirdly like fascinating event that happens in star wars and that just made it even more worse oh my god that, i i really don't know where to go from there ben take it away fuck <laughs> okay yeah. oh my god so i mean obi-wan is trapped on uh whatever that what was the planet o- Utapa. Utapa, and um his like lizard bird horse guy gets shot of rectal i don't know gets shot and um they're both you know they both like crash land in the water and obi-wan's trying it's to boga oh my God. he's trying to find a way to get off he manages to <laughs> get back to his uh ship and no he steals grievous's ship grieve okay grievous's ship i guess he gets back to, and yeah. then um, Come on, are we just gonna fact check you this entire time sam it's like you haven't even possibly. seen this movie oh my God. <laughs> He gets back onto a ship and then <laughs> leaves. And um, Yoda, Yoda, I do say when when the clones attack Yoda, um, and he fights back, and then he like climbs on. I think it's it's Chewie's back, right? Yeah, and it's Chewbacca. Just, I love I love their I love yeah. He does have a good relationship with the Wookiees. And yeah. Like, and then later when he he um is put into an escape pod and it's like, what's the other one's name? He's like, goodbye, whatever, goodbye, goodbye Chewbacca, uh, and like, like ah! Turful. And goodbye, Chewbacca. And um, it's, it's, I, yeah, I think it's yeah. the other one's like tar- Tarful or something like that. I think yeah. it's Tarful. And yeah. is he picked up right. by Bail Organa? Yeah, Bail Organa picks him up because, like, yeah. during the the siege on the the temple, Bail Organa like flies by the temple, lands on the landing platform, and is confronted by some clones. Like, hey, what's going on here? Oh like, yeah, what, what's, yeah. And the clones are like, there's been a rebellion. Don't worry. The situation's under control. And they point a gun at him. It's like, it's time for you to leave. It's like, uh, okay, yeah. And, and then, then a Jedi shows kill, up. Yeah. yeah. A Padawan. Yeah, a, a, a Padawan played by... Do you know who is played by, Ben? Like the actor? That's George Lucas's son. Oh! I was going to say, yeah, I believe... George Lucas's yeah. son is playing a Jedi Padawan, kills a couple of the clones, and then is is gunned down and Belragon is freaking out, flies away. The clones let him fly away. I don't know why they would let him because do that. Because he's not a Jedi. That that's seems... not the order, I was assuming. I I know, but it just seems like, oh, that's going yeah. to come It just seems very, them. because he doesn't know what's going on. He's just seeing clones killing a young, I mean, not just even a Jedi, a kid. And that yeah. is like what enough to know that something's going on. And he ends up, you know, him, Obi-Wan and Yoda are talking and he then... He is like he Bale. I think is great. He's always just been loyal, and he's loyal to what's right, and he doesn't know what's going on yeah, any more than Obi Wan. Yeah, he he constantly leads like humanitarian efforts, like during the war, even when his life is in danger. It's like no, these people need food. 
We're going to get them food. I don't care if there's bombers over my head. Do what you can to protect me while I save these people. It's like, and he sent back to. It's like, dude, you're a pain in the ass, but yeah, he you're sent right. Back to Coruscant, and uh, because Palpatine's got a new meeting, and the Jedi are being hunted down, and uh, yeah, eliminated. And the Republic is being reorganized as the first Galactic Empire, and everybody, Galactic um, yes. you know, clappy clap clap, and uh, Padme. This is how democracy dies. I was just waiting because I was like, you know, if Trump won the last uh, ter- this past term, he that meme oh was going to be floating around. You know, it was going to happen. I mean, it floated around a lot during the Probably. first election. Um, oh, it did. Oh, I played I, it several times. But um, <laughs> oh yeah, she had me. Um, but well, what's what's also interesting about that scene where Padme says the ends with yeah applause. Her the um thing she has in her hair is shaped like the rebellion symbol. Oh, oh I never noticed that. I didn't notice that either. Yeah. Oh, and it's also um I also kind of wanted to point out when Palpatine's saying that this will be re- the Republic will be reorganized into the first Galactic Empire. There have been several Galactic Empires. What the <laughs> hell are you talking um, about? So, but the Senate is still kind of remains intact because we know in uh, Rebels that like you yeah. Know, Bale is pretending to be obviously with the Empire, but he's aiding the rebellion. But like, what does um, what does the Senate? Is it just business as usual thing? Like, what does the Senate still do, even though it's? I, I guess it. I guess it just kind of organ. It just kind of operates the same as how it did during the war, but with him having like executive powers, just unchecked and unchallenged now. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, um, so, yeah while well, while well, he is with Padme at the uh, the the special session of Congress, Yoda and Obi Wan is like we're going to infiltrate the temple, and they just no holding back, no holds barred, just take down all the clones there. But it also kind of led into a really funny deleted scene of a couple. I, I think you remember this one, Ben, of a couple of clones dressed in Jedi robes trying to disguise themselves to trick oh, yes. both Yoda and Obi-Wan into thinking that they're Jedi and kill them, even though they all sound the same, they all look the same, and they just think a hood over <laughs> themselves and kind of disguising their voices will work. <laughs> it does not. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, this scene, yeah, this is when they realize it's Anakin that's doing all this, and Obi-Wan is like, I can't kill him. He's my brother. I can't. I can't do it. I won't do it. And I kind of just, I think the next scene, especially before this, though, sorry, backtracking a little bit, um, Anakin, you know, goes to Padme because she saw the attack on the temple, but she didn't know what was going on. Or on the, yeah, she she kind of is seeing what's going on just from, like, city views. And he says, you know, oh, the Jedi are trying to take over and my allegiance is with Palpatine and the Senate and, and the Republic. And... She has to know. He, she, I think she knows. He's acting kind of weird and creepy. Like he is not himself, and she kind of just seems to ignore it. And then when uh, Obi Wan, you know, Obi Wan's like, I don't know where to even look for Anakin, and Yoda's like, you know, search your feelings. And so he goes to Padme, and I think this might be one of my, maybe one of my, maybe my favorite scene in this movie, um, because it has my favorite maybe my favorite line um but 
he basically says to Padme, like, Anakin's gone to the dark side, Sidious is, uh, you know, the Sith Lord we've been looking for, and I have to go yeah. find Anakin, and she's just like, oh my god, you're gonna kill him. And I think at this point, he probably still doesn't have any clue what he's gonna do. He knows he's supposed to kill him. It's it's like I need I need it's like I need to stop him. He's 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 gone too and far. And then he yeah. And also while all all this is happening, Anakin's on Mustafar with R2 and told R2 oh. to stay with the ship. Which <laughs> we which is sad because that's the last time he was told to stay with the ship and he didn't come back. But he's there with all the other separatist leaders like Nuke Gunray, Pago Lesser, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And yeah, what? Yes. Watt Tambor. <laughs> Of the techno union, fucking techno union. Um, that's a it's a funny video. Just look up techno union. <laughs> yeah, the, the Segway so, jukebox and, and, himself. and kills all the separatist leaders. And yeah, <laughs> but I mean, those were technically assassinations. True, but it was also it was like, how did they not see this coming? When Sidious is like, "My apprentice, Lord Vader, he will take care of you." Like he said it in a way, it's like, "Oh yeah, take care." And he might as well have just pointed a fake gun to his head and pulled the trigger. And it's like, "He'll take care." And this of scene you. is the first time you see Vader turn and has the Sith. What eye. is it? When do you get those? Like Palpatine Pretty doesn't winter. have them all the time. He has them. Seems like he has them all the time as Emperor, but he didn't have them as regular Palpatine. Well, yeah, because he was suppressing. So you su- his, okay? His force abilities. Okay, and it's, yeah, you can I kind of do love it. that shot of when he turns, and there are the Sith eyes, and it's like Anakin's kind of just dis- gone or disappearing. And I think then, but then there's another shot later where he's got his Sith eyes, and he's crying. It's, uh, it's like, see, that's Anakin. That's not Darth Vader. Anakin, because because his, his both sides were still conflicting. It's um the scene where he's killing yeah. the separatist leaders he has the sith eyes and then when he's fighting obi-wan yeah. he has he's his just, normal eyes again. yeah and they don't switch back to the sith yeah, eyes until he's calling of, at the end yeah he's just so conflicted this is why the best thing about the prequel not the prequel sorry the sequels is kylo ren because he is 100 percent a star wars character because like anakin or even like luke he's just so conflicted and it's that's what makes it interesting and here it's like like it's just it's kind of heartbreaking. And I remember the thing is the first time I saw this, like I said, I, my, the way, the way things happen and the way things escalate, my mind kind of goes back and forth. And the first time I saw this, it felt like Anakin was just using all of the, he knew that this wasn't right, but he was just, he was going along with it. Like, Oh yeah, this is the right thing to do. But he knew deep down this wasn't, and he was just pretending to go along with it. And then the second time I'm like, no, he fully believes this. And this time I think it's kind of both because he knows like that. Yeah. Like the Republic was crippling. There were all these issues. The Jedi was, had totally lost its way, but he knows that he's been not going on this mass murder spree. And he knows that this is wrong. Like that's why he's crying. And it's just like this heartbreaking, like moment of like, yeah. And it's almost like there's this weird beauty in it. Like it's so heartbreaking that it's like, you can't look away. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it is kind of poetic in a way. I mean, this is a space yeah. opera after all. So it, it is, it, it, it does fit the theme and it is weirdly poetic to see how he's kind of gone through all these ups and downs through, uh, throughout his like character. Um, but I, I guess kind of jumping back to where we were with, um, Obi-Wan talking to Padme, you, you said that th- this, the scene contained your, your favorite when line, he, Sam. You know, Padme saying like, 
I will say also, Valley Portman, her acting here is kind of weird. She's like, you're wrong. How can you even say that? It just, I don't know, something about it. I just didn't like the delivery. But anyway, um, when he gets up <laughs> to leave and he just knows, like, she's not going to tell him anything. And he goes, Anakin is the father, isn't he? And that's just my maybe my favorite line. One of my favorite lines of this movie, because it's just like, he obviously in that moment, he, again, we've talked about this so much. He knows that they are in love with each other. He doesn't necessarily know they are together. Def probably doesn't know that they're married. And in that moment, it kind of probably all makes sense. Like, maybe not to the degree of he's doing this all to protect Padme or why exactly, but it kind of all probably comes full circle for him. And I just love the emotion behind that scene. And then he walks away going, I'm sorry. Like he has still, he has to go maybe kill his brother, someone, the most important person in his, in his life. And maybe going to leave his wife, those children without a father, like, like Widowed. it's just it's <laughs> it's so much emotion. I just think you and McGregor. He just he's so great at Obi Wan. He's just so great in this, and especially I think his performance in this movie is it's so fun and it's heartbreaking. And then he even gives a more heartbreaking performance uh, later. And, to, and yeah, towards isn't the end, there I've done done a ton of research on it. And I don't know if maybe the pictures were photoshopped, but wasn't mm-hmm. there like a whole, uh, maybe a storyline of Obi-Wan and Padme being like in love or something? I, I don't. There, no, there, that was just kind of like a weird like theory and like a lot of like speculation, but it, it was never, it was never a fleshed out thing that that was never a thing that ever really saw like the light of day or any fruit, uh, any. Yeah, there was no real evidence to suggest anything uh, yeah. like that as far as i yeah because i think i thought that but prior to seeing the prequels i think that i don't know i i think that was i think that was just some fan yeah. fiction that just took a lot of its own i think that's what i <laughs> thought was happening i didn't i don't know um but uh i i not not when i was watching the movies but i think prior to them um, like i knew obi-wan was a factor i knew anakin was in it I thought because I think because I knew Ewan McGregor and he is at this point, along with Natalie Portman, like the biggest stars in this movie, I guess, and Samuel Jackson uh, and Frank Goss. <laughs> but, but um, um, I think part yeah. of me kind of still in that mindset of like, of course, the two most popular actors are going to be the ones that are in a relationship. This was way before I saw the movie. So, and obviously I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, but there is a sto- there was a sorry no a really quick um, there was a deleted scene I haven't seen it I've seen like the you know like those like broken up like it's like a line by line like a picture of of a scene that they you can find on the internet it was one of those yeah. uh, you, you, so so wait you mean like like story or maybe stills? probably um but it was like Obi Wan talking with Padme I'm pretty sure this was in Attack of the Clones where he says like you know he cares about you a lot and I know it but it makes him happy so I kind of just don't say anything about it so like oh yeah i remember i remember that that was if, like cut dialogue yeah. if that's the scene i think it is that oh this that movie. was a scene that was cut from this movie because anthony it, it's this is a scene that was cut from this movie because anthony daniels fell over while they were filming it <laughs> damn it 3po <laughs> <laughs> that's so stupid and funny <laughs> okay um i mean where was it the scene gonna be like way before obviously this part um it would have like 
at least this one, it, it would have been earlier like in the, the movie. the same apartment, in, probably. I don't know where. I don't. Yeah. yeah, it would have been in that, like, ba- the, the apartment that's really just a balcony. I just love Pretty the design much. of her apartment. That balcony is really cool. It is, but I guess everyone in Star Wars is just allergic to railings. <laughs> no. There's no Are railings. Even, even is, like, there's Is ocean not a thing to... in Star Wars? Come on. I think we established that there's not. Yeah. That's why everybody falls over stuff. Oh, jeez. Um, um, but I just, anyway, this, that scene just has so much emotion and the stakes are just getting higher and higher. And then she ends up, you know, taking her Chrome ship and Obi-Wan sneaks <laughs> Everything's aboard. Chrome in the future. <laughs> and then uh, Obi-Wan sneaks aboard and yeah. she knows, because he has said he's going to uh, Mustafar. Yeah. Um, yeah. So while they're doing that, Yoda... Uh, is like, I'm going to face the Emperor while you take down this new apprentice, Darth Vader. Um, So we get two iconic lightsaber fights between four extremely powerful like Jedi and Sith simultaneously. That's a great... It is, it's cut really it is, well. I love both of is, these fight scenes. They're so great. It It is such an amazing sequence of scenes and events it is truly amazing what like john williams is able to elevate with the right music it's like give this man all the time he needs to make the best music i i love his work in everything that he does and this is just probably in my opinion some of his best work that he's done in friends of the sith or just star wars in general and 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 this scene i think is his best work I think because yeah. it just intercuts so perfectly with like all the various cuts and scenes between these two fights because they both have like the same meaning uh, like they, they like the outcome will be the same for either fight it's like okay we destroyed the Sith uh, the Republic is saved or like you know the Jedi are no more and they like both outcomes will be the same for the fight but the meaning behind each individual fight is different. It's master versus master and brother versus brother. And it is so raw and emotional and it just conveys so much more power with the music elevating it. And it is such a magical and beautiful moment that I I think more people need to see this movie for what it is. And it's just a tragedy. That's what this movie is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's you said it really well i have no nothing Thank like you. it's yeah very well put um i yeah there's just so much the stakes are just so high in these and mixed with the fact that the choreography is just so great and i love the thing about the yoda uh palpatine fight i i love just that how they're using like the seats the like floating seats in the in the <laughs> senate just, yeah, the yeah. Entire through senate the entire senate at him um and then but when we get to mustafar and i think i i feel like it's in maybe in even this moment or maybe it's a little later into the fight when anakin i'm trying to view him as darth vader prior to the suit because yeah that is when he's fully yeah. darth vader but Darth Vader is, in a sense, a state of mind. Like, there is a point where he is Darth Vader prior to the suit. And maybe it's when he's choking Padme because she is like, come on, like, run away with me. Like, this isn't you. And, you know, hey, no, I can, 
I I can overthrow the the chancellor and then he sees Obi-Wan. Oh, we, we can rule the galaxy and together. Can, and then she uh you know, you're breaking my heart. You're going down a path I can't follow and then he sees Obi-Wan. And I remember when we were watching this and Frank was watching us with with us and uh you uh, you and Obi-Wan is just standing like in the like doorway of the ship just like his feet spread apart. Hands on his <laughs> hips. I remember Frank's just like, that's stance. Um, <laughs> just full on Superman pose. And he starts um, choking but Padme. Like, because, and I think, I feel like yeah. maybe that moment, that's when he's becoming, that's when, that's, that, that's definitely a Darth Vader moment. But I'm still in debate if Anakin is still in there at that point. Yeah. And like after that, I like, this is kind of like a recurring joke whenever we would watch it in in the apartment with uh, like Frank and Reed and Aaron. Um, we have like this entire scene memorized. Like after that, it's like, I brought peace, justice, security to my new empire. Your new empire. Don't make me kill you. Anakin, my allegiance is to the Republic, to democracy. See? If you're not with me, then you are my enemy. Only a sit deals and absolutes. I will do what I must. You will try. And then music. See, the reason it is just, I know this scene yeah. is because, I mean, I know the scenes of the movie, but the reason I have this dialogue also <laughs> memorized is because I found this like a year ago um, and I can't stop listening to it. It's so funny. Somebody took this scene and they like made it into a song. And I think I sent it to you guys. And it's just, oh it's God, just so yes. weird because it just is like, <laughs> I have brought peace and freedom and justice. That's good. It just sounds like it's so bizarre. It's the same dialogue, but um, but it's to music. And so I'm trying, I'm like watching it and I'm like, I can't hear anything but the song now when I, when I watch it. And the, even the, even the, your new empire, like, it's just so, it's like this emotional <laughs> scene, but it's like funny. And, because of the song. But also, I do love, like, you know, Obi-Wan is like, she's like, you know, you've turned Padme against me. He's like, you've done that yourself. And that's when they, yeah, like, your dialogue you just said, and then they get into their fight. And this fight, I remember, this is maybe one, this might be my favorite fight scene. I think this, Yoda. This is definitely Yoda, my favorite I thought, fight I scene. Thought, um, yeah, for sure. Duel Fates was your favorite. It's... It's really a toss-up. I love the music for Duel of Fates. Fair enough. But this one, I feel like, has... Like I said before, it has a much stronger message and it has a uh-huh. lot more meaning to it. And Well, it is, there's a lot of meaning in Duel of Fates. But yeah, I, I know... There's a mean. lot of meaning in that, but this one, it's just... it's It's been building up to this point and yes. it, it, the payoff is spectacular. Yes, yes. Um, ben, where do you stand between this fight scene? This you... is my... Oh. <laughs> okay, yeah. That is it. At the time, Perfect. it would have been my favorite fight in Star Wars. Clone Wars has now kind of thrown that off a little. That's actually funny. A little bit, I think yeah. my but, yeah. favorite fight scene in Clone Wars is Anakin versus Barriss. That, 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 that is a good fight scene. I will give you that. I think my, fa- I think my favorite fight scene in Clone Wars is... Uh, Maul and uh, Savage versus Sidious. That is such an intense fight, I feel like. 
Because at that point, they're all just trying to kill each other. Yeah. Like, they're, they're there just purely to eliminate each other. There's no other meaning behind it. And it's just so brutal. Because, you know. Sorry, what spoiler, scene again? Which one? Uh, when when uh, Maul is still in charge of Mandalore. Oh. And him and his brother are confronted by Palpatine himself. And it's like, it's like, I see you've done well for yourself. My old apprentice It's like, but you have become a rival and then just tries to kill him and mostly succeeds. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. I mean, halfway there, he killed, he killed one of them. Um, yeah, back, back, back to the fight. Um, let's kind of focus on the Yoda versus Palpatine fight for now. Since both these threats are happening simultaneously, I yeah. feel like this is going to take a lot less. Talk about one than the other. Yeah, I feel like this is going to take a lot less yes. time than the the, <laughs> the Obi Wan and Anakin fight. Um, so we get to see the uh, the Senate Guard in action uh, for pretty much the first time I do, ever. Sorry, I do in, I do really movies. love so when Yoda goes to fight Sidious and he just walks in and he just like pretty much just flicks his hand and they just fall to the ground yeah just tosses them against the yeah. wall it's like wow way to earn your paycheck boys you really really accredit your service and protection of your emperor well they were it's now that we know who palpatine was they were more of a formality than anything. oh 100 they weren't ever gonna be yeah yeah but I, I he didn't really need them oh no not at all but just the fact that they've never really done yeah. anything competent outside of legends is kind of an embarrassment. Like in the yeah. movies, they do nothing. They are just there to look intimidating and just to give off like the grand effect that like, there's no way that you can get past the emperor. They're total pushovers. They are paperweights. <laughs> there's, there's nothing that these guys can do that you can, you can stop them very easily. And I think, yeah, it, it, it's just kind of funny that they're, <laughs> that these they're supposed to be like elite guard and they're I mean they're yeah, they're like the top tier soldiers. And immediately they got snuck up on a guy who wasn't even <laughs> sneaky. And um so he does that and then Palpatine just flings Yoda across the wall and it's like, I've been looking forward to this, my little green <laughs> friend. It's like that is oh. terrifying. Well it's it's not just that he says I mean he is little and he is green. <laughs> That is true. Just the way you <laughs> said it made it very unsettling. The, the voice is creepy, it's but Palpatine's the facts are line true. to Yoda is, I have waited a long time for this moment, which is paraphrasing what Greedo says to Han Solo. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> it all comes back full circle. Um, so Palpatine, I think this is probably like one of the most unintentional funny moments of the movie outside of, you know, his, his guards just getting knocked out with, out of second thought and no effort whatsoever of him getting flinged across the room and then him having to <laughs> him getting flung in his chair over his desk and then him just slowly falling over because of how he's oh, yeah. landed. It was just so unintentionally funny. I, I can't help but laugh at that just a little bit. And then he tries to leave and then Yoda's like, if you're so powerful, then why are you leaving? And it's like, yeah, that's a good point. Why are you leaving? <laughs> he just starts going, Buck, 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 buck. Like, oh, that's even yeah. low for you, Palpatine. Playground rules. <laughs> yeah, playground rules. <laughs> oh <laughs> throw you and throws him into Tambark. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they get that 
uh, fight that just uh, eventually just shows up into like the entire Senate floor and just throwing all the, the seats at each other. And it's just really crazy because in terms of like raw force abilities, these two are like probably like perfect matches in terms of like rivalry. They have well, it's at this point, they're probably the two strongest force users in the galaxy. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah, since everyone else, Palpatine and Yoda. Yeah. Well, since the palp- yeah. well, since the population of force users has significantly dwindled in the the past few hours prior to that fight. Yes. No. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> excluding that. <coughs> Oh, I'm dying over here. Um, You're doing your grievous impression. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're trying the impression. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, when it gets to the point of like, you know, Palpatine doing like his force lightning and Yoda's, you know, uh, trying to like collect it and like bounce it back, it just explodes in both of their faces. And it's purely like, I guess, chance that like, Yoda just happens to fall all the way down at the the bottom of the uh, the Senate floor, and Palpatine just kind of remains up there. Otherwise, I feel like that fight would have continued until either one of them died or they both died. Because I felt like the fight itself was more or less a stalemate. Because they couldn't they couldn't like beat each other in terms of like lightsaber combat because they were equally matched in that as well, and their force abilities they both had intimate knowledge of both sides of the force to counter the other. So there's no way either one could have beaten the other. So Yoda leaving was the only logical step. Well, and then from a production side, both these characters had to show up in the next. True. But I mean, thinking outside of that, but in like, yeah, yeah, thinking outside of like, if those movies hadn't been made yet, it, it, yeah. So if it was just, if yeah. this was the last movie that was made and then four, it, it this, came out. This fight out. ended with one of them yeah. dying. It, it, it went in with this whole intention that like only one of them was leaving this, this fight alive. I felt like neither of them would have because they were such, they, they were conveyed to be like the perfect rivals of each side of their, their uh, branch of the force of like the dark side and the light that it, I, I really couldn't see either one of them uh, actually winning the fight outside of what actually happened. I'm actually kind of glad that the fight did end in the way that it did. There was no, no one won. It just ended. Yeah. It just, yeah. And, and then we get the unceremonious uh, way that uh, uh, Yoda's lightsaber was left behind and then was promptly destroyed in a bonfire to, for propaganda for uh, the empire later on. Like all the lightsabers from the Jedi temple were collected and were just thrown in like this huge furnace as like propaganda for, for all the uh, citizens of the empire. And it's like, that sucks. Really? You're just going to destroy all those lightsabers. I'm not sure if that's still You're going to use those Kyber crystals for your death star. Um, so, so, um, and on Mustafar, obviously the we've just like we said before, we're cutting back and forth between Obi Wan, Anakin, and uh, Palpatine and Yoda. And I remember um, a couple of our friends in college. I remember I was telling them how much I loved this fight scene, and they were saying how they thought it was a little too over the top and dramatic, which it is. But there's like you know a lot of it's 
like you kind of said it before, Kevin, there's a lot of emotion here. It's been gearing up for this to this since probably Phantom Menace, like pretty much. Yeah, uh, they, they, they pretty like, much say like right off the bat that like this little kid's going to turn into Vader. Have fun with that knowledge. I mean, definitely. I just before we did this, I rewatched that. I talked about it. obviously. I've talked about it a cop. Uh, I can't talk. Okay, obviously, I have <laughs> talked about it a bunch. <laughs> um, Dave Filoni's analysis of prequels and uh, original, and he was kind of, you know, he said how like the whole point of Duel of the Fates is that it's really about the fate of Anakin and if you know how things would have been different if Qui Gon had survived. But this is more of like. I mean, you can almost argue like like a biblical like theme of like like Cain and Abel. Like it's just two opposites who care so much about each other. I, I can definitely kind of see that comparison. I never really thought yeah. of it. Like I that, thought about it while I was watching. I was like, huh, I'm not I'm not an uh, overly religious person, but it, the dynamic kind of popped into my head. Um, I, I can definitely see that. Yeah. Um, But the, and the whole I, you know, if you watch like behind the scenes interviews of it like the whole thing is that they are pretty much equal to each other um hayden obviously is a little more but by this point i guess uh darth vader is more strong it's stronger but um as fighters they are fairly equal and you see that like a lot like there's that part where they're they're fighting and i kind of i love it because it looks cool but they're like you know fighting and then they're just both like twirling their lightsabers around they're they're picking up speed and power that when their next strike hits it's so evenly matched that they're just matching each other move for move sort of and then they like throw each other back like it's just i it's just so interesting how the fight does go on for a while but because they are pretty much equal yeah and because like for the most part they know each other so well yeah, and Obi-Wan basically taught everything that Anakin knows in terms of, like, fighting and use of the Force that Anakin uses that knowledge to counter Obi-Wan, and Obi-Wan uses that knowledge to counter Anakin, and it just kind of turns into mind games towards the end of the fight of, it's like, oh, I have the high ground to kind of, like, psych him out, and it's like, I never taught him this move because I know how to counter this move, and I don't think Anakin's ever experienced a situation like this, but that's towards the end of the fight and everything else leading up to that is just move, counter move, parry, counter move. It, it's just everything that they're doing, they know each step in order to stop or block that attack. Because, like I said, they they know all each other's moves. And we get to, I think, other, maybe my next piece of dialogue that I really love when they're pretty much on like the lava river like on like it's like what what is it it's like floating like pods that are like everything's breaking and diminishing into the like oh, lava oh yeah that yeah they destroyed the shields for the entire they, they turned the shields off yeah and, uh and yeah the, and it, so the shields were meant the shields weren't there to protect from anything else the shields were there only to protect from heat and yeah um, and of course the whole thing's melting because you know lava it does that. There it's is literally in hell. I do agree. Like there are parts. Basically. There are parts of the scene that I think like are, I'm like, I'm more invested in this moment or this moment. And I did kind of think it is funny when they're swinging on like cables <laughs> and still fighting. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, there are moments like that where it's like, I felt like 
that I felt was like kind of silly and unnecessary. Um, but it's yeah, like, eh. but but then but then we get the shot of like them like clashing, and we have like the oh. eruption happen like right behind them. It's like that is such a perfect shot, and I think that that's, was like that's a poster. real or the the volcanic eruption that's shown in these scenes is a real vo- volcano erupting. Oh yeah, like oh, in that's Italy. All. I did not know that because it, it's um uh, Mount Etna in Italy. Yeah, was erupting at the time they were filming. Oh, Which I don't get that. They weren't... How did they use that? How did... Like, how does that work? Like, how did they do that? Like, I don't... I'm, I'm not a special effects expert. I don't know. So, so I think sure. they took the footage for that and then they put a... They made a... Um, a blue screen set. So they actually had, like, various, like, uh, set pieces that make... Look like volcanic rock, but they still had, like, the blue screen kind of, like... Uh, felt and foam around it to yeah. kind of match it so they could digitally enhance uh, already existing set pieces that were there when they were filming the actual volcano and then they projected the volcano in the background and then just had like the digitally enhanced set pieces to match what was in the background into the foreground so it would yeah. seamlessly because uh, their lawyers match. won't let them go film on location yeah <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. I can't imagine why. <laughs> but then it was yeah. some health and safety issue or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, like, I, I, I'm not lame. sure that I'm, I'm not sure if that's how I'm not sure if that's what they actually did. But that's what I think. OK, they I'm like should have done. Yeah, that, that's that's how I yeah, think yeah. That, that it was done. Um, But then we get to yeah, my very the, limited. Yeah, yeah. The um, there is behind the scenes as with all the stars move prequels. There's a ton of behind the scenes stuff where they show some of that. I think yeah. there's a like, blooper of yeah. of. Obi-Wan accidentally hitting his lightsaber like in uh Hayden Christensen's like groin or something and he just like falls oh, to yeah, the ground. There were so yeah. many there, there were several fight fight scenes where like well, lightsabers where like they accidentally like hit whack the other person's yeah. knuckles like super. Oh hard. yeah. This yeah, he's this fight scene, they I don't think there there's very minimal stunt work or stuntman work in this. Because it was all yeah. just Hayden Christensen, you and McGregor spent yeah. hours practicing. Which is like it, it looks phenomenal i was about to say fantastic and then i was like or do i want to say phenomenal and i almost just said phenomenal or something okay anyway um but yeah no it looks great (laughs) um and then we get to as like the fight is kind of starting to come to a close and we get to i i have failed you anakin i have failed you and it's just it's just it sucks he's so heartbroken i just this is why it's like i love obi-wan just so much he's grown so much since you know he was a padawan and he is starting to his like love for Anakin is kind of like what Qui-Gon would have given him, but obviously it came way too late. And I think one of yeah. my, my, my roommate actually made the point because we were, when we were watching all Phantom Menace together, he said that he thinks an issue was that they are too close in age, which they're like, what, like at least 10 years apart. Um, is that Something not, like that. is that not, like, what's, I mean, I understand, like, Qui-Gon. It's about right, yeah. But it, Qui-Gon's probably much older, older than, you know, obviously, Obi-Wan, but I'm just curious, do you think that's a factor? Or, I understand the whole, like, he was, like, his father in the last one, and here they are, like, brothers, because they are pretty much equal. Other than the fact that he's a master, he is, they are pretty much equal. So, but I don't know, I never really thought that much about that. I'm just curious if if there's any anything to that or if you guys thought about that i not really i i because i mean the age difference is pretty 
much stated like right off the bat in Phantom yeah. Menace. I don't remember. I never really thought that they were too close in age. Like if anything, like the only people that are close in age would be like Anakin and Padme. Like they're closer in age yeah. than, than uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin. Yeah. Um, Cause she was like 15. He was like, like nine or 10 yeah. in Phantom Menace. Um, and Obi-Wan was like early twenties. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't think that they're too close in age and that would be a, a significant factor. No. Yeah. Yeah. I've never really thought about I it. I thought that was all. an interesting point. Yeah. I'm like, I've never thought about that. Um, but it's just, it's just like, so I never quite, I understand that like, yes, this all kind of goes back to Qui-Gon's death. And how Qui-Gon would have been a very different master. He would have been like a father to him. He would have been, which is like kind of what Anakin needed because he never had that. But I don't necessarily know if I agree that like, I know there's a lot of like, oh, if Qui-Gon had been his master, he never would have gone to the dark side. I think it would have just been a different path. I don't think he necessarily wouldn't have gone to the dark side. Um, I think that's just one of the many, many factors. But also the fact that Qui-Gon was obviously so different than the rest of the Jedi because he understands, doesn't think having an attachment is wrong. And like he, you know, like had all the, all these things that, you know, Anakin struggled with. And I don't know. I, do you guys think that, that I understand that's a huge factor, but do you think that's the main factor and how it would have, I understand it would have been very different if Obi-Wan, I'm sorry, if Qui-Gon had been his trainer, but I feel like there were so many other things going on that, you know, it could have gone in so many different ways. Well, I feel, well, I think at one point in either like the novelization or something, Anakin blamed uh, Obi-Wan for Qui-Gon's death. Like you weren't there to, to defend him, to protect him. And I can't remember if this was like, like, like a nightmare that Obi-Wan had or like a force premonition or a vision or something like that. Or if this actually happened, I, I can't remember what the full context was it, or even if this even happened or something if, but I, I think that the idea that if Qui-Gon had uh, stuck to training uh, Anakin, I think he would have done so more or less without the council's approval because he was fully ready to yeah. do that anyway that I don't think he would have even fully had a chance to interact with Palpatine as much as he did uh, with that, because he would have been more or less kind of operating outside of the council's uh, orders already. So with him operating in the orders of the council with under Obi-Wan is the reason why he interacted with Palpatine as much as he did um, due to Palpatine's intervention with the war, and it's like, hey, I need to meet with you because of this. There's a, this attack's happening there. I need you to help me with this. But with Qui Gon, I don't, I don't think it would have even gotten to that point. Um, so I don't know how he would have dealt with any um, issues of attachment in terms of his relationship with Padme. But I felt like it would have been significantly more difficult for uh, Palpatine to sway. Uh, Anakin to the dark side if if Qui-Gon was uh, still a major involvement in his life. Okay. Yeah. Like, there's... I, and I, I realized, like, I kept, like, going, oh, there's so many factors, and there are so many factors, but, like, if oh, oh, Qui-Gon had, had survived, yeah. obviously, you know, this, yeah, like you said, the sway of the council would have been different. His relationship with Palpatine might 
have been different or non-existent. Like I, I just, I think it's just because since Qui-Gon's death, there are, it obviously, I guess it's what made it unstable because there were so many factors that went into it after Qui-Gon's death. And one of them was Obi-Wan was the trainer that he, I mean, he needed a trainer, but at the same time, Qui-Gon would have been a different trainer and Obi-Wan wasn't necessarily what Anakin, not necessarily as a Jedi, needed. And I guess that's a a contributor to his failure. Yeah, it's just kind of, I I really like how like Marvel is creating like like Marvel what if I feel like Disney is gonna make like a Star Wars what if a Star Wars what if there was a series of Star Wars what if I, comics I do I remember that and they had varying degrees of success like uh, and I can't remember if I heard that from you, you your guys' podcast series last year <laughs> or if I heard that somewhere else I I do remember seeing uh, a series of YouTube videos explaining the Star Wars what if comics and. Some of them are guys, yes, some of them are kind of out there. Uh, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it that much. I'm not gonna get too much into yeah. it because you know that's that's a, a long tangent. So, so, um, what were your kind of reactions towards the uh, the end of the fight? Of I have the high ground and Anakin burning alive and all that. It's like it had to happen for him to become the Darth Vader that we know. Yeah, in the original trilogy. And it was something they had to show in this movie. They couldn't just leave that up to happening in between the trilogies. Yeah, that makes sense. Because they at the at the at the time they didn't know there was going to be more Star Wars movies. This it was also it annoyed one. me. I remember so much, and I said this to Kevin: how Anakin has like a scar on his eye in Reven- beginning of, or I mean, throughout this movie, but in beginning of Revenge of the Sith, and he doesn't have it at any other time. And if it had been like, oh, Dooku did it from the last one, that would have been one thing, but that doesn't happen. And then you told me like, oh, there's some whatever happened. It's like, okay, but even if it happened in Clone Wars, that would have been one thing. It's just like a thing that happens and it's, we don't ever see it. It's. I know that there um, is a reason why it's yeah, there. Yeah, I forget. gave it to him. Yeah. But Th- it's still the principle I think that was of, in the 2003 Clone Wars. I think he had it. I, th- I thought he had it before that fight. It um, the two thousand three, not the two thousand eight. Y- yeah, no, he I, has it at the beginning of the two thousand eight Clone Wars. And I'm just like, but why he does he got have- it in the yeah. two thousand three Clone Wars? Yeah, and but but that's just- no longer canon now. So I don't remember what yes. the canonical reason so the canon, of him has um, it now. It's just the whole. It's the same as like, like you're saying. We have to see him become the Darth Vader. We know. So I think, I mean, I know this is different. This is a microscopic compared to that, but it's still just yeah, like that's a... bothered me of like, it's a thing that it's like, okay, I mean, yes, we can infer he got injured during the war, whatever. It's not a huge deal. It's just yeah, the it's, fact that it's a... It's, as as of now, there's no canon reason for how he got it. It's just to make him look cool. Fantastic. Chicks, chicks dig scars. I mean, you said okay, it. Sorry, it was a... It was <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Legends, he got it in a duel with Asajj. <laughs> okay. Yeah. In one, but that was one of the Clone Wars comics. Okay. Um, but that's not canon anymore. So. Yeah. So, but when we get, so you kind of explained it a little bit, guys. Um, I, I'll be honest, I've never quite understood the high ground joke. I understood like so uh, the meme, yes, but the like internet's latched onto it more than. It has any meaning. Okay, because really. I'm like, yes, yeah. he is higher and has high ground. It's more but... just um it's more Obi-Wan calling out Anakin for trying to 
rely on his new power too much. And when, because he says, don't try it, it's like, I'm like, if Obi-Wan can do it, why can't Anakin do it? I think that's what he didn't, but so he has never been trained. What, what even is it? He just jumped Well, he's trying, he's, yeah, he's trying to use his like new dark side abilities to jump farther than his master has jumped and get, like, get behind him and flank him. But it's like, he's trying to do so with a power that he is still kind of new with. And he's trying to do something that only like his master is like, this is a move that like his master has done. And he's never really had an, uh, an instance where he has had to know or use this ability. And since Obi-Wan's been in this situation a couple of times now, he knows how to counter it because he more or less invented this move. Okay. Um, cause I, which I we see yeah. in like Darth Maul fight of like how he was able to like vault and like, like flip over and, uh, get him by surprise. Yeah. Okay. Um, because then that's when he, you know, he in, in defense of himself cuts off Anakin's, uh, legs and, Anakin's, and arm and, ar- and arm and, and arm and, Anakin's like crawling on the sand. Yeah, he's his Sith eyes are very much like he's Sith now. And Anakin's like, you know, try like he's about to be burned alive. And Obi-Wan is just so by this point, just so, so crushed that it went this far. And, you know, you're the chosen one. It was said you would destroy the Sith and you were my brother and I loved you. And this is when Anakin goes, I hate you. And I remember when I, after watching this, I told my sister, I'm like, Oh, Kevin and I watched the prequels. And she laughed and went, I hate you. (laughs) Um, And I, why didn't he try to pull him? Like, I get maybe not take him with him. Well, he, cause he, he was sent there to kill him. So it's like, I, I guess the him catching on fire will do the job, and he doesn't but have it that, in him to actually like, kill him. Okay, yeah. Um, but then he like you know takes the lightsaber, and I don't know if you've seen that. If you guys seen that meme of like of uh, this was your father's lightsaber, I he told me to give it to you one day or whatever, and he's and he's like, yeah, well, we fought, and then I let him uh, get set on fire, and then I just took it. <laughs> um, and there's so like dude <laughs> and then uh you know darth darth sidious and uh clones show up and go find him and obi-wan takes padme and 3po and whatever they all leave and she ends up you know because she's like i don't know her heart's breaking and she, they can't explain it but they're losing she's lost her. the will to live and that's the thing about this whole thing it's like it's stupid but it is sad and there is again like before it's well, like there is well, something weirdly poetic about it and this scene's being paralleled with the scene of Anakin being put into the Darth yes. Vader scene. Yeah. So it's like it's the birth of the rebellion and it's also the birth of the Empire with the birth of Luke and Leia but and the birth of Vader. There's an even more subtle thing to this scene where in the background of the audio on both of them, you can hear their heartbeats. Oh. Yes, I, I, I noticed and that. As as they close um Darth Vader's helmet, both their heartbeats go away. And then Darth Vader starts again. Wait, like twelve seconds. Luke and later. Leia's heartbeats. Um, Anakin and Padme's. Oh, oh my and god! More, and, I did not. And that's that. more or less the scene where she like. They're still good. Men. Gives birth and and then and then so dies. Anakin and Padme both had to die for Darth Vader to be Holy born. Holy crap! So. I mean, yeah. Um, and you, Kevin. Remember we made this point, or you and I, Frank, mm-hmm. made this point when we first watched them. 
there is never, I don't even know if it's a care if it's a deleted scene or not. There is never any indication of like, what are we going to name our baby? And then she's just like, mm-hmm. Luke, Leia. It's like, oh, so you've thought about the, this. Okay. The, the only, the only scene that we get of like her talking about the baby is, is like, oh, I want to have them on Naboo. It's like that scene of like the, I'm so in love with you. Like that. Yeah. Sappy, but they don't bring up scene. names or anything. Yeah, that, that, yeah. As far as I know, that's really like the only scene that I'm aware of where they're like discussing future plans about the babies. It just would have been interesting. Like if there was someone in their life named like Luke or Leia or something like some little like more meaning to it. Just because it seems obviously like it's kind of the same as Darth Vader. It carries weight because we know what, who they will become. But right now it's so random. Uh, yeah, it kind of it kind of comes out of nowhere. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing for this because it's a new thing and it'll have meaning rather. Yeah, I think it'll lose meaning if it comes from something that already has meaning, i mean you know okay but even if still like a but, i've been trying to think like, about like, baby like it's kind names, of like, a, like anything i know but yeah. I, but i feel like it's kind of like a like a kind of like a stolen valor kind of thing you know it's just like this is already a thing why do we need to add another well, layer of meaning to it you know i mean ben solo was named after ben kenobi I, yeah true or i guess i mean really really he was named after ben quadrinero <laughs> <laughs> That's not the kidding. only Ben we want to know. <laughs> so, and, and her birth death scene is really like heartbreaking because, I mean, Bale and Yoda are all there, and I'm I feel like Bale was and R two and R two and three PO and I feel like Bale was probably in the same boat as like Obi Wan, like he had seen how they interacted with each other, Anakin and Padme. He probably thought something but just kind of kept his mouth shut wasn't his business whatever and also but also bail like we said this before bail's just really great and very loyal and he and padme are really good friends uh especially in clone wars but they're good friends in the senate and she and he's there for her in this really sad hour and um uh and then you know okay we gotta split them up so the Sith can't find them. And I did think the first time I watched this or when, when uh, Bale's like, Oh, we'll take the girl. We've always talked about adopting a baby girl. And it just seemed very, Oh wow. What a coincidence. Like it seemed a little too on the nose for me. And um, you know, Obi-Wan is like, okay, I'll take the baby to Tatooine for uh, his, his family, his, his Lars, family, the Lars's, the Lars eye. Um, and uh Lars. <laughs> just Lars. No, I know, like there's multiple Maru. of them, so um yeah. like cacti. The Lars is, is, is. <laughs> yeah, Oh my so, god. So, so yeah, he takes him to Tatooine. <laughs> but um uh Obi-Wan, they I didn't watch it, but I know there's like a theory, like a star of like why uh Obi-Wan trained Luke and not Leia, and it's like I don't want to get too into it, but like I didn't watch, I didn't really watch it. So I can't really talk about that much, but I think what it said, like, was he, you know, was chauvinistic or didn't think lay. I don't know what it was, but it just sounded stupid, but it seemed like, why is all of the, all the pressure on Luke? Cause I think like they assume at this point, Luke's going to be the chosen one or something, but, it could, but it could have been either of them for all they knew. Yeah. And I, I think he was just kind of like, since, Obi-Wan was like around Luke longer than he was Leia that is like oh I sense a lot of like force coming from him and he 
he never really met Leia as far as we know outside of like no. her being born. The last time we see her is when he's getting the message when Luke's saving him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, is when yeah, and when they're saving him from the Death Star. And it's like, I did my job. I reunited both Skywalkers and then It's kind of weird because you no. realize in that moment, like, he knows that they're siblings and he knows like and he knows Darth Vader is the, it's, it's it's weird like how much he knows everything. Um Yeah. And you know, obviously he hangs out on Tatooine, which is probably where the Obi-Wan series is going to partly take place. You would assume so. Yeah. Partly, I would think, at one point. Um, and, um, yeah. Yeah, and everyone's just kind of being like cookie cutter placed back into their original Tridge starting places for A New Hope. And, yeah. yeah. Like uh, R2 and 3PR are put on the chain. R2 and 3PR transferred the to chance of four, uh, Captain Antilles. And hey, uh, Leia's on Alderaan, yeah. Luke's on Tatooine. Binary and, uh, Sunset. And yeah, binary sunset. Yoda heads off to Dagobah. And, and this is probably like probably one of the coolest visuals in the movie on a one of the vendors before they turn into a, a, a star destroyer. Palpatine. Well, it's, they were they'd stripped the paint. Yeah, off they stripped it, the, so it was just yeah, gray. they stripped the paint off it oh, yeah. and they were slowly turning them into star destroyers. But well, they don't they built the star destroyers. Yes. Maybe. So they're in. But they were still they're on they're on a they're on yeah. a cruiser on a vendor, and. Right. And Palpatine and Vader are looking at the constructions of the oh, yeah. framework of the and Death Moff Star. Tarkin's yeah, there. and Tarkin's Wait, there. Wait, he was? Like, I oh, don't know. He was? Yeah, oh. he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like right there. He, he's off to the yeah, side. Yeah, he's off to the side and he like walks off as Vader there. walks in. It's like, it's, Newly. it's very clearly Tarkin. It cannot be mistaken for anyone it's just else. So... No one's cheeks are that point. <laughs> it was just, I remember just, it's just kind of mind blowing because. I remember watching Clone Wars. I didn't understand before watching Clone Wars that because I thought the Clone Wars ended when, and even in the movie, they say the the war is going to end soon. But I didn't realize like because Anakin and Obi Wan are no longer like out there fighting. I thought that the the war was over, which I was just I guess not listening. Um, but the war officially the war officially ended when Order sixty six right. was all, uh, but announced. um, and then yeah. when I was watching Clone Wars. And you were like, no, when the Clone Wars ended, the, the Empire began. And I realized, I remember like, oh, like, hey, these ships are like Star Destroyers. And all these people are wearing the uniforms that the Empire workers wear. And it finally kind of like, oh, stupid. And I, I think it was just kind of like, they didn't realize, like, Palpatine was just so damn manipulative that, like, he was forging the Empire just from the Republic for so like well well before the end of the war and it's just it didn't just okay we're gonna do things this way which i know a little bit that's how it worked but for the most part it just seemed like it just smoothly went that way and it's just kind of insane and you know oh uh yoda very before we end like yoda's like oh hey uh i got some homework for you while you're on tattooing uh qui-gon kind of learned sort of how to become a force ghost and he's like qui-gon and then you know, uh, babies are separated. And do you think I might've asked this last year on a new hope. Do you think like Obi-Wan told Owen, like uncle Owen, like, Oh, your stepbrother Anakin died. And can you raise a son? Do you think for all intents and purposes, he just said that. I, I feel like there was some kind of brief exchange to kind of like, Hey, like some really bad stuff's happened. I don't know what has actually been said because there's been, a lot of stuff that has been said and has been retconned. So I don't know what the official story is on what's been told on what 
Owen believes happened to Anakin if he knows that he's Vader yeah. or if he just thinks he's that he died. It's like, oh, I'll just lie to protect him. That That's pretty much like the whole cover story. I don't know what Obi-Wan told uh, Owen. For, for all I know, he was just... I don't think, I don't think there's ever... But they also could have... Like, yeah. Leia's fully adopted. Why not Luke have Luke be Luke Lars? Why keep Skywalker as his last name? Uh, I... Or anything about I, that if there's none it's fine <laughs> con, 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 continuity i have no idea yeah i mean yes continuity but like even in the first one it could well i guess okay yeah continuity i guess is the answer but like realistically i yeah it realistically i have no but, answer both canonically or legends i have okay. no answer for you um so that is yeah, I, I think that was purely just a, a creator's and choice on Lucas's I guess part. The explanation works. The explanation that works is he's living with his uncle, so it's still family. So they don't need to take need him to take. No, name I know, but they could have just like thing, but said yeah. that like it could have been like an it's, adoption the way that like Leia's was is what I it's, mean. Changing his name wouldn't have protected him anymore. Oh, there. Okay, it's already Vader's family. Anakin knew Anakin knew those people. So oh, like, oh, you know what? Fair enough. Okay. Owen and Baru have a kid. Now hold on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait. Well, that. What do you mean? That's not hold on. They could have had a kid. It's like hold on. He has Padme's eyes and has my Force abilities. Yeah. Hmm. My, what Padme's eyes you kid. have? I wonder how that could have happened. My, what what strong Force you have? All oh, the better to fight you, father. He has um, my Metaclorians. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um. That is uh, Revenge of the Sith. And okay, guys, here is the big question. Uh, fuck, Mary, kill. Obi-Wan, oh Anakin, God. or Palpatine? What? <laughs> I've been planning this. You don't have to answer. I just thought it'd be funny. All right. Uh, kill Wait, Palpatine. To... Kill fuck, Palpatine. Anakin, Mary, Obi-Wan. Yep. yep. Exactly. All right. <laughs> same. <laughs> exact same. I'm, I'm not against marrying Anakin, but he might kill me. Oh, I mean, he seems <laughs> but he's kind got of an a, abusive asshole in Clone Wars. Let's be real. He's got a great body. Like, damn. <laughs> like, um, anyway, so the real question. I um, mean, you said him yourself. He probably takes Padme to Poundtown every time he visits. So why not? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, they're they only are together for however long he's on Coruscant. They're probably together like <laughs> being realistic anyway um so... this is a family movie sam <laughs> so... i mean it was rated pg-13 and they're yeah and they are in good. bed together it's kind of like how in attack of the clones when they're you know after he pretends to be be you know after he fell off the cow while cow surfing and pretends to be injured and then they're like laughing and rolling in the grass and i was like what the hell the first time i saw that and it's like hashtag implied conception we get it and then this is like in this movie we actually see them in bed together oh yeah like i mean partly i'm i mean again you can show that in a pg movie but i think it's because of the implications as well as um i mean would you guys say, because I don't really remember, was Hayden Christensen a heartthrob or was he attempted to be a heartthrob and because of, I, you know, opinions that... 
I I have no idea. I was like twelve you're when the movie came out. Yeah, you're asking the, you're asking the wrong people. You're asking two well, no, at the time, was... twelve year old boys if this actor was a heartthrob. <laughs> no, I mean, you really I was... think we're the experts on this? I mean, I was twelve and I was obsessed with Zac Efron. And I knew he was a heartthrob. I mean, like I felt like they yeah. were shaping him up to be that way, and it seemed like it didn't quite. I, I don't know. I was just curious. Okay, anyway, I I um, have no idea. So this movie. Um, Kevin and Ben, is this real? Could this have happened the way that it uh, did? No. I do not think this could have happened. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many, just so many loose ends and various factors that could have meant that Palpatine's plan would have completely gone sideways that I don't think that it could have gone this smoothly. Okay, Ben, you kind of agree. Like, like, his ship almost, like, crashed in, like, the beginning of the movie because the clones destroyed the engines. (laughs) Well, that's... The the ship was damaged beyond saving before Anakin and Obi-Wan got onto it. I know, but it was just... The, the fact that it's like, but yeah, like the clones are still shooting this already crippled ships. Like, stop the, the chancellors on that. <laughs> it's like there, there were so many just. Well, they were trying factors. to disable it so it couldn't keep damaging them. Yeah, I, well, I know that, but it was just. It, the, there was just a lot of factors outside of that. Yeah. That is just so many loose ends that could have just completely unraveled his entire plan and just blown up in his face. I, I do not think this could have happened. Okay. And Ben, you're kind of in agreement. It's uh, no, it could have. Yeah. It's, ben, how could you? I trusted like, you. <laughs> <laughs> you were my brother. <laughs> I knew that was where you're headed. <laughs> it is said that you would agree with me, not join her. Not agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm the Sith in this situation? Only a Sith deals even... an absolute Sam. Wait, hold on. But I'm Ben. You're Ben Quaginero's the most evil character of them all. <laughs> Alright, go ahead, Ben. It always comes back to um, Ben But yeah, the manipulation and Anakin trusting Palpatine over the Jedi, I can see more so over the last couple of years, I can see how that could happen. Yes. It's become much more painfully obvious in the last year or two yeah and the clone wars did a really good job at showcasing that that has helped yes. a lot as well um, I, I will agree with you on that yes yeah because that fills in a lot of those loose ends yeah i yeah and it wasn't just like just in this movie alone they don't trust him like they specifically don't tell him information and keep him out of things because they don't trust him because he is you know like you know like that one storyline with obi-wan um, where his he's his they fake his death and they keep oh, you, Anakin oh, the out base of there. Off arc. And I will say in that one, I I understood why they didn't tell him when faking his death because they wanted his reaction, but I didn't see why they, they couldn't tell his him later. To be genuine. But anyway, like yeah, they just years of them treating him differently because of his att- not just his attachment to Obi Wan, but yeah. just he is a different type of Jedi. Well, and yeah, it's the way they treated Ahsoka when she left. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That's kind of the was helped out a lot with or his whatever. frustration with them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of I'm I I think I'm kind of with Ben. I'm kind of in the middle again. I feel 
I agree. The betrayal of the Jedi is very real. And I feel like a lot of, I, th- I might, I think I said this before earlier, like there is this general consensus that people agree that it was warranted. Um, and I agree with all of that. I think his conflict versus his, um, whether he actually, you know, agrees with Palpatine's plan of killing everybody, all, all these people, like, Again, a lot of them are people that Anakin would have probably loved to have killed, but some of them, you, there's no way. So, I think his the it's like he like hit the the ease of him going on this rampage. I find as a little hard to believe. Um, it's just from the movies the ease of which that he went on to yeah. is hard to justify. But with all the kind of backfill stuff, and yes, Wars and everything else, it, it's not. It's easier to accept. Yes. Um, but at this movie alone, I think also just Palpatine's manipulation, it's great, but it's not subtle. And I feel like realistically, yeah, he would have been way more subtle. set up it well enough. Uh, as well as he would have put up a fight when Anakin's like, I'm going to go turn you into the Sith. Uh, turn you into the council. Um, there's just, I agree, there's a lot of these moments that it's like, I just don't think for a second that that's how it would have actually have played out. It's they just part of it's the problem with being a movie is they don't have enough time right, to flesh right. yeah. properly. Which kind of helps with like uh novelization because like the novelization of like the, yeah. the various movie added so much more details and facts that yeah. weren't present in the movie. Well it's the original cut of this movie was like almost four hours oh, which, yeah. oh my god. I want to see that I, cut. Same. Uh, didn't somebody cut like the rescuing Palpatine? Oh yeah. Yeah. Or wasn't it even longer than that? Or was it an actual hour? I feel like I read that, but I don't remember the time. Anyway, yeah. It was um, just over an didn't hour. Didn't somebody cut, like, the last uh, season of, or, like, the latter half of the last season of Clone Wars and and Revenge of the Sith? Because it, it does meet up at one point. Yeah, it overlaps. Yes. It's just in the background, which makes sense. We, we know what's going on. We don't need to see that. But everybody obviously... Yeah this Obi-Wan and this Anakin people would, that would, I'm, I'm waiting. I feel like there's going to be a May 4th in a couple of years where they're going to animate like something. I mean, that. That'd be they cool. have, yeah. I don't know how much you've seen of the, of bad, bad. I, I'm caught up. They have some asset. Okay. They have assets from this movie <laughs> built out in the clone war style. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks great. And they've only used them on screen for a couple of seconds. Mm-hmm. So they're going to, they're using, they have those things planned for something at some point. Yeah. Cause that's a lot of work to create all that stuff and use it for seconds. Yeah. As like a background thing. Yeah. 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 Like they probably have the whole Anakin or Anakin meeting Grievous scene on Grievous's flagship built out mm. in Clone Wars style. Cause they have parts of that made up already. Yeah, which I would I would love to see that. What everyone wants to see is the final fight. Yeah, between yes. Anakin and Obi-Wan. Because yes. yeah, I think because you no longer have the limitation of humans. Yes, whole, yeah, <laughs> humans and their weak fleshy bodies. <laughs> I think just yeah, it's, it's just um, yeah. No, I agree. Um, it would. It's just. It's just different yeah. because I again. I think performance wise, I think Hayden Christensen overall. I having rewatched this, uh, I don't have a huge issue. It's all, there are bits, there are scenes where I'm kind of like, uh, I don't quite know. And even in this movie, there were a couple of times I thought his delivery was a little weird. Um, but I think, I think, I think in this one, I thought he actually did a really good job overall. 
and I don't think he gets a lot of the credit he deserves. Um, again, there are some awkward bits, but for the most part, I think everyone needs to chill out because he did what he was told to do. Exactly. Uh, yeah. he, he does not deserve the hate that he receives. No, he, he did. A, he yeah. did an amazing job with what he was given. Yeah. He did the best he could with what and he had. I think there was some, like, I feel like, uh, there were just moments and like, I talked about it before, but the moment where he was like crying and freaking out after Mace Windu was just so, that bit was so good as well as like later his like tears after, you know, going on this murder spree. Like I think he, yeah, I think he, he did. I think he did very well with what he was given and, um, back off haters. Like if you don't like him, fine, but calm, calm your tits. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I think that is it. Um, Ben, thank you for joining us. Um, I gotta say, I will miss you. <laughs> <laughs> well hopefully we'll have him back next time we talk anything star wars yeah if you ever do anything with star wars let me know oh, and I'll... by the way um i remember giving you a homework assignment oh. of recommending us a movie to review uh for a future episode oh, yeah. were you able to complete that assignment man um well i'd had one but i think i may change it after talking at break with sam but oh so the original one i had was the hobbit Oh, okay. <laughs> but not The Hobbit, the 1977 Hobbit. Oh, the Rankin-Bass one? Yes. Fuck yes, I'm so down. If you need to see it, I have it sitting on my desk in front of me. I'm so down. Movie night. I also have the Lord of the Rings version, or the Lord of the Rings one also. Yes. Oh, dude, I am so hyped if we're doing that. Yes, that those are two of the movies I've had on my list that we need to do when we can do movie night. Yes, okay, well... But the other one would be Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> that's a good one, too. All right. I'd be down for either that's one of those. One of my favorite movies. Really? I did not know that. Yeah. Huh. I learn something new every day about my friends. Yeah. All right. On that note, uh, keep an eye out for those oh, future actually, episodes. the question. <laughs> oh. Where do the, I guess some of you guys, I don't know if you talked about, but where do you guys rank these in your star? It just as in the stars movies for. For not, just other, not just yeah. the prequels. Or I guess uh, the prequels in general. But again, uh, so what's your ranking for all the stars movies? Oh, okay. Oh. So A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, uh, Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Jedi, uh, Rogue One, so I guess, yeah, just, Attack just the top Clones. Five. Oh. <laughs> you need to do top five. Makes it easier. Okay, I think I covered all five then. Um. Yeah, I agree. I think New Hope is number are we just favorite or just ranking like just in general like oh, i was doing favorites. okay because i do think yeah. i think new hope is definitely the absolute best star wars um then then if we're going by favorites okay um friends of the sith um turn of the jedi let's see new hope and return of jedi i love both of those so much um Empire is, I guess, there. And then I think Phantom Menace. And then maybe Attack of the Clones. I don't know. Attack of the Clones was fun. But Phantom Menace, I feel like... I was surprised. Like, I was enjoying it a lot while watching it this time around. So, they're kind of tied. Um, Yeah. Ben, what about you? (laughs) See, this is going to be controversial. But you can definitely tell I was the target audience for the prequels. Because Revenge of the Sith is top of my list. Okay. And then Rogue One. 
I yeah, I, I wanted to include so Rogue One in it, my list as well. And really, those two are kind of tied. Yeah, it, it depends on which one I'm all watched more recently. <laughs> so it'd be Revenge of the Sith, Rogue One, uh, Empire Strikes Back, maybe. Um, and then probably like Attack of the Clones, and then Solo, just because Solo was really fun. Interesting how none of us had any sequel movies in our lists. Hmm. That's going to be a fun one to talk about next year. Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> wait, what do you mean sequel movies? Sorry. I'm... Oh, oh, right. I was like, wait, these are all sequels. So I'm like, do we draw like, oh, yeah, that make that's not a surprise. Um, um, and I yeah. guess if you could count the first episode of Bad Batches movie, because it's 70 minutes long, that would be <laughs> very high on my list. Um, so... Yeah, that, that wraps up uh, Star Wars month for this year. I hope you guys like that. Um, you guys can follow us on uh, Facebook, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, YouTube, uh, The Movie Reel Podcast. Uh, pretty much do what Ben did. Give us a recommendation yeah. on uh, future movies, and we can uh, potentially get to that in the future. Um, um, anything else you guys want to add? Join us for... Uh, don't have an f- official date yet, but... Probably going to take, I would think, Kevin, maybe like a couple, maybe like a week or two break just because we just did, you know, a very intense analysis on, on three movies in the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, but, <laughs> probably. Uh, June, we're going to begin uh, what we did last year, like our summer themed movies. Um, and we just kind of actually figured out our like schedule and it's going to be fun. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to a lot of these movies that, that we, we, yeah. we covered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys are in for a treat for the next couple months. Uh, so on... Look forward to listening to those when I go running. All right, thanks, That's when, Oh, you listen to us while running? Oh. Yeah. Uh, how dare you exercise? What's your, what's your, your <laughs> favorite episode? I'm just curious. It's okay if you don't. Lighthouse, because he was in it. <laughs> I haven't gotten that far. Oh, yet. you're oh, going you in order? Okay. Um, no. I, yeah. Are you listening to order. Space Jam? I passed. I got through that one a while ago. Um, I'm on the Mummy. <laughs> oh, oh my God! The Mummy. We should have split up into two. We both love the Mummy way too much, and it went on forever. Yeah, we know way too much about that movie. Um, Velocipaster was a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> Just because that's like I had no clue where that was going. They're making another one. I I heard. Oh, I heard that fun. too. Which we are definitely going to do it. Um, but until then, I'm Samantha Tomlinson. I'm Kevin Tracy. I'm Ben Decker. And you've been listening to Movie Reel. Bye bye, folks. Bye.